You're listening to Ideas on Europe, a podcast by UACES, the Membership Association for Contemporary European Studies. We're at the UACES Graduate Forum Conference in Leuven. I'm with Alvin and Dimitrios, who are going to talk about their research. Hello, everyone. My name is Alvin Young. I'm a PhD candidate at the University of Kassel in Germany. My research focuses on global international relation theories. Uh, hello, I am Dimitrios Apostolopoulos. I am member of Fondation IDEA, a think tank affiliated with the Luxembourgish Chamber of Commerce. Dimitrios, I have uh, a few questions for you in regards to your paper that you presented at this conference. So, what did you find out about the origin of the crisis in Southern European member states? Well, I found that some of the main causes of the crisis of the, of the South have their origins in the domestic political economy conditions of this country. That is to say, not that EMU is a perfect union, but even if it did not exist, these countries would still suffer some of the crisis, some of the problems that are apparent today. Uh, can you briefly explain to us what is the model that you use to evaluate? Well, I used a slightly expanded version of the Alessina and Drazen model. Alessina and Drazen tried to depict the process of adjustment, what they call stabilization, the reforms basically, as a war of attrition between different socioeconomic groups with conflicting distributional objectives. They argue that this war of attrition continues until some of these groups run out of resources. They think that the main uh, source of income for the state is uh, taxation. I extend the model by including the possibility of foreign borrowing. They dismiss that by saying that if a government borrows too heavily, the sick of the markets will come and uh, punish them. Unfortunately, when um, the South member states entered EMU and after the convergence of the interest rates with Germans, there was a, a steady flow of uh, external borrowing that could be attained cheaply, so they could prolong these unstable practices for much longer than they would otherwise be able to. Do you have any solutions or proposals to the problems that you have diagnosed in your paper? Well, yes. One of the most common arguments made is that Greece, for example, and I'm going to talk about the country I know most, uh, would be better off if they leave EMU because they could actually externally devaluate and promote an export-led growth. I do not believe uh, that um, an, an independent monetary policy guarantees the emergence of competitive export-led growth unless Greece undertakes a series of path-breaking reforms. It increases uh, its competitiveness and expands its production base, supports policy that change the industrial relations, relinks salaries with productivity, improve the functioning of the labor market, uh, introduce and support innovation and entrepreneurial policies. They won't be able to benefit from that devaluation. The irony is that if Greece is able to do all these things, there will be no need to exit the EMU in the first place. Okay, Alvin, I would like to ask you some questions regarding your research. First of all, could you give us a brief explanation of, of the social evolution theory that you presented? Social evolution theory draws insights from evolution theory in biology. However, we must make distinctions between social evolution and biological evolution. The important mechanisms in social evolution theory is the variation, selection and inheritance mechanisms. That's the key uh, in social evolution theory. For example, in this paper, 
uh, I look at the variations of ideas of regional integration theories. And then we have selection mechanisms, which selects uh, these variations. And as consequently, there are some theories become prominent and others fade out. So we can see these mechanisms as a process of selecting out which theory becomes dominant or not. And then the social evolution theory has different interpretations. The specific versions that I apply in my paper draws from Tang Shiping's social evolution theory. Tang Shiping is a professor at Fudan University in China. In his interpretations of evolution theory is the Darwinian nested with Superlamachian. What does he mean by that? Essentially, what he means is that the ideas can be inherited directly. In biological world, the acquired characteristic you cannot inherit directly. However, in social evolution theory, based on that specific interpretations, acquired characteristic, for example, an idea is being developed, then you can acquire directly from an actor. In your paper, you criticize the main uh, European integration theories as being Eurocentric. I want to ask you if you find that there's something unique in the EU integration process. Because if you do, would the theories explaining that process be, by definition, Eurocentric? Ah, that's a good question. The European integration, in a way, is unique. For example, it's a top-down, driven integration process. Also, there's a strong institutionalization. In this sense, it is unique. However, when we look at from a global context, it's less unique. My problem with uh, the European integration theory is that often those theories are overstretched to other regional integration process. So the problem of externality, validity. For example, in the case of ASEAN, often they apply European integration theory to the ASEAN or East Asia context. But for example, in East Asia, the regional integration process is different from the European integration uh, process. It's not a top-down, but it's more ad hoc regional integration. Thank you very much, Alvin and Demetrius. Thank you. Thank you. For more UAC's podcasts, visit uaces.org forward slash podcast. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes.